0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today I'm here with Hamza Khan. He is the founder of Let's Work. Let's Work is an app that allows you to uh, book spaces to work out of. So it's a subscription service. And uh, I had the pleasure of talking to Hamza a couple of months ago at Step Conference, where he told us a lot of details about his work. But uh, I'm going to let Hamza introduce himself.
1: Hey Sid, how's it going? Hi everyone, my name Hamza and I'm the co-founder of Let's Work. Uh, I'm 27 years old, born and raised in Dubai. Um, I was previously a lawyer, uh, and then I jumped shit about two years ago, where I met Omar um, at an incubator called E25 um, under the Emar sort of group of companies. And um, yeah, about a few months into that incubator program, we decided to launch Let's Work. Um, we've had a few sort of iterations of it over the past sort of two years since we started. But, um, but yeah, I think um, the latest iteration post-COVID is we are the um, UAE's leading or only um, co-working app. Um. So, we're the ultimate sort of remote working solution for you, whether you need a shared workspace, whether you need a private office, or even, um, you know, if you want to book a meeting room for yourself and your colleagues anywhere across the UAE, we are your go-to platform.
0: Okay, so I'm going to show you guys the clip from the STEP conference where we shot together and uh, Hamza explains the whole process of uh, how to book on Let's Work. Uh, and we'll be back and talk about post-COVID, how they made some changes and how they've pivoted a little bit. Uh, and uh, what Let's Work looks like now.
2: So, Hamza and Omar, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, So, can you start off by giving a little elevator pitch about what Let's Work is all about?
1: Sure, Um, so Let's Work is an app that helps you find workspaces across the country. We partner with beautiful venues like hotels, cafes, business centers, and even warehouses across the UAE uh, to offer workspaces to people during the day. So if you're a freelancer, an entrepreneur, an SME, or even a corporate who's looking for a space to work from, uh, you can download our app, you can purchase one of our packages. We have daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly packages, and you can come and work from one of our spaces across the UAE, and you get a host of benefits, uh, including, you know, a space to work from but also unlimited tea and coffee and water, 20% off food, we have meeting room access as well, there's free parking at most locations and obviously the, the you know the, the, the sort of the entrepreneurial sort of environment around which our members sort of work from.
2: Okay great so how is it different from other co-working space options that are available? Is it significantly cheaper? Mm-hmm. More flexible yeah we
3: know. have we have actually both of those things so okay. because we we partner with these spaces we had the opportunity to expand as much as we can mm-hmm. so it's very simple for us to add a location onto our platform mm-hmm. um, so we have about 50 locations so that's number one where you get the flexibility to go from wherever you want. So -hmm. if you have a meeting in Marina during the morning, you can check into a Let's Work space. And then if you have to go to downtown towards the end of the day, you have more than seven spaces in downtown alone. Mm -hmm. And then also the price point. So our monthly membership comes down to about uh, 490 dirhams a month.
2: That's very good. Which is and about free c-
1: coffee in that. Yeah, so 4.90 a month comes out to what 16 dirhams a day if you're going to mm. be using it every day. So for 16 dirhams, what you're getting is a place to work from. But you're also getting things like the you know the free coffee and the tea and everything. But you know a space, a, a genuine sort of quiet space to work from, which is you know curated for working. So all our spaces come with you know seats with plugs and everything as well. So you're never too far away from your nearest location, which is you know a productive space for you to work from.
2: So do people need to have a license or?
3: No, it's really simple. We just need name, number, and email. So when we first launched, we thought it would be startups and freelancers who would use our space, but we slowly saw that it's also students who need a space to study Mm. from. We have uh, corporates who want a space to get out of the office, so we we kept it open. Even some mothers who are trying to run a business on the side, Mm -hmm. they want to be close to their kids' schools. We don't really require any licenses. It's an app, you just sign up very easily and get to work very easily also.
2: Okay, great. And how did you start? Was it self-funded initially because you raised uh, with MR being one of your lead investors, correct?
1: Correct, yeah, so basically, Omar and I Um, We met at the E25 program, which is an incubator program that the EMAR group um, launched about two years ago. And the idea was for that program to uh, help provide a platform for entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs under the age of 25 to come together and and work on an idea. And if the idea sort of had legs and if the the management team of EMAR liked the idea, then they'd give us the seed funding to get it started. So we launched about two years ago with a beta platform um, with, with with some minimal funding just to see how it goes. And then we sort of proved the concept through our beta platform and we launched our app literally a year ago at step conference last year Wow! so yeah it's our one year anniversary so uh and 50 that.
2: venues that's yeah amazing. 50 so
1: venues 13,000 users um across all of our like different locations across the dubai sharjah abu dhabi Rasul khayma ajman okay. and yeah hopefully you know scale that up in the coming coming months and years as well
2: so scale that up to other markets is yeah. that what you're looking at
3: for sure i mean it just makes sense to go to the Uh, like neighboring countries in the GCC, Mm -hmm. just because they have the same kind of mindset that the UAE has. Mm -hmm. And um, because it's such a simple platform, I don't think it will take too much to to scale. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why I, I took an appetite to it. It's a very scalable model. And, uh, it
2: drives traffic to their venues. It drives traffic I to their venues, to sure. yeah. So we started just, off, yeah. yeah. So
1: we started off with some EMAR venues just to try it out. So we started off with the Rove and the Vida Hotels. Mm. And they saw that this was bringing footfall, it was bringing revenue, this was bringing additional sort of marketing exposure to the venues. And so we, we decided to scale it up across the 50 venues we have on board. So it's a great mix. And the cool thing is about all the venues is that they, they cater to so many different audiences. Mm. So it's not just, you know, the hotels or, you know the, the you know, the homegrown cafes. It's not like every space is the same. Every space is unique. In its own way. So if you're looking for, you know, a quiet space, if you're looking for a lively space, if you're looking for an urban space, if you're looking for a super, you know, pink space like Tanya's Tea House, for example. Oh, that's you know, part so of Let's exactly. Well. So okay. we have a whole variety of spaces. So we're literally catering to catering to whatever mood you're in for the day. And um, yeah, so we, we we have hotels on board as well. So if you need meeting rooms, if you need private spaces to conduct, you know, meetings or workshops or video conferences, we have that. And um, it's a sen- and and what we've realized now is is that you know there's there's so many different. Utilizations for Let's Work, and there's so many different, you know, target markets for it as well. As Omar said, that um, I think we're only just getting started.
2: Okay, amazing. How has your funding journey been? since the e25 program
1: so since that i mean we're still using our sort of seed funding so the interesting thing about let's work is the fact that um the it's not no very capital. capital yeah it's very mm. minimal it's not very capital intensive so when omar and i first got together you know we realized that you know building a building a you know a co-working space let alone building 20 co-working spaces in one market is going to cost huge amounts of money huge amounts of overheads and as you're well probably not mm. going to get
3: the captive audience that you want i mean yeah. trying to keep the occupancy rate at a um, at that level, that you need it to sustain the business is not really smart, and, mm. and and it's not scalable as well. Yeah. So this way, we we save a lot of money. Okay. We depend mainly on our tech, and uh, the rest is word of mouth. People enjoy the spaces, mm. so I think it's a it was an easier model to go down, and it's easier pitch for us also.
2: Okay. And how have you been uh, marketing Let's Work? Like aside from word of mouth, because honestly that's how I became familiar with Let's Work from just people using the service and the fact that they can uh, enjoy working from different Mm -hmm. venues. But what is your marketing strategy been?
3: So um, when we first launched we did something interesting where we, we gave free passes to influencers.
2: Okay. (laughs) We
3: just gave them free passes. Gotta
2: love influencers. Yeah. I mean, it works. Yeah, it depends.
1: It works.
3: We have our mugs as well, so they kind of like that are working from a Let's Work location today, and it was Mm. great. It was like just organic kind of following and Mm. people that we wanted. We weren't going for the 100,000 followers, we were looking for the 10,000 follower. More authentic, micro influencers. Uh, But then, like any other companies, social media, Instagram and Facebook are amazing. We just Mm. push content constantly. creating Mm. content, Mm. SEO. We're doing mm. new campaigns every, every week now as well, which okay. is dedicated to, yeah. yeah. to different markets too.
2: Okay, and we ran into you at Charger Entrepreneurship Festival. You have a beautiful booth at STEP as well. Thank you. This is your core target, well, one of your core target yeah. audiences. So I'm guessing that this is a great place for you to acquire new members as well. And Huge. see old
3: members too. And yeah, see old I mean, members. Hey, so I mean,
1: if you look at the space right now, we've got our old members working from the space as well. We're acquiring new customers as well. Um, you'd think, you know, like a year and a half into this, you know, like a lot of people would have heard of us. But I mean, there's still so much appetite for, sp- for workspaces as well. So we're constant places like Step and places like CEPH conference as well. They're great spaces. Like instead of us, you know, investing the same amount of money in I don't know uh, Google AdWords for a week or two weeks or however however long we want to you know spend that money, you might as well you're come. You're you know, active. you have a presence. Yeah, have a presence in a, in a conference like Step and CEPH, and um, you know you meet sort of qualified leads, right? You mm. meet investors, you meet other entrepreneurs, you meet um, people in the community, you meet the, you know the general ecosystem as well. And you know word of mouth is the best, honestly. Like yeah. and if you you know kept r- tell one person, and you can. Convince them how good the business is, or how good the product is. Then it sort of spreads in wild, like wildfire. Okay. So um, these these things, you know, these on 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 sort of like these on-site sort of activations and stuff we, were really good, especially for with an uh, with an entrepreneurial audience for sure. Okay. Okay. And we, get, people, and we get to meet people like you. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. And be on the show. And the be on the show
2: and 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 our audience is the kind of audience you want to reach out to. So I'm sure that they would see a lot of value from Let's Work yeah. as well. Because you do have some amazing locations. Thank so. you, thank you, thank and nobody you. wants to work out of a boring office anymore. Of like, yeah, uh, it's changing. So you know,
1: instead of you working from home, um, you know, working, you know, getting distracted or getting disturbed by, I don't know, your pets or your babies or whatever. Mm. Or instead of you working from an it office, happens. which can be very expensive, or, or um, you know, getting going, especially if your office is in, you know, is, is far away from your home, um, you might as well check into your nearest Let's Work location. Sorry, there's yeah. a fly flying yeah, around. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I the mean,
2: that's perks the per- of, uh, being yeah, outdoors, no, yeah, but, love it. yeah. Um, but I saw uh, recently that there's a hashtag that has been trending for a while, which is office view for the day or hashtag office view, yeah. and everyone wants to pose with their laptop and a beautiful coffee cappuccino yeah. and, and a beautiful view. So I think people really want a non-traditional work setup yeah. these days, and people watch and get some work done. So, Definitely. so what do you think has been the most challenging thing so far?
3: Uh, I from So I, I kind of focus on the tech aspect of it. It's just, um, you know, you have a vision of what you want your app to look like, what you want it to do, but it takes time to reach that that point, And it takes a lot of learning. So I think what I can say for our company and a lot of other companies I've spoken to is just getting the tech where you need it to be mm, to mm. help you kind of just, okay, that's just working for sure. Mm. Let's focus on like getting new customers, getting new companies on board, getting new venues on board. Um, so I think the tech was a bit, a bit of a challenge for us. Okay. But we're lucky that it's such a simple concept that mm. it just kind of works for itself. Like people, when they mm. see the app, they just kind of understand now.
2: Okay. And did you do the tech here, or did you outsource no, it? No, we
3: outsourced it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, how difficult have you found uh, it is to onboard okay. venues, not counting the MR venues? Yeah. Like, how challenging? I mean, even that
1: was difficult to be honest. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah you think it's a no-brainer. No, right? yeah, you think no, but um but no, for us, like I think it was just sort of con- convincing people of like you know this. Concept and making them understand that hey, it's better to have you know people working on your laptops and stuff in your in your space as opposed to having it completely empty during the day. Mm. And because I mean it's it's actually the, because I mean the sector is so saturated, so I think that's actually worked in our favor. Where you know concepts are always trying to like you know F concepts or hotels like they're always trying to stay relevant and trying to you know come up with fresh ways to attract people into their spaces. So um so co working has been a great way for them to do that. You know you're getting loyalty, you're getting customer loyalty, you're getting people who are coming coming in you know quite regularly. Whether it's our you know our day active users or as people who you know who are just coming in to use our space once in a while you're getting exposure so you know a lot of a lot of the time there's new concepts opening all the time and you know how how if you have you know like a productive space to work from how else are you going to reach out to the people then you know by being listed on our app you know there's only so much work you can do by yourself but you know you need to work with other platforms and partners like ourselves to really get the word out and with our community you know we have you know tens of thousands of people on Instagram following us we have about you know over 13,000 people Who've you know registered and worked with us in the past as well? So it's a, it's a really really interesting captive audience that people can you know business owners like hotels and and restaurant owners can really cater, um, cater to and. and so work So you with. haven't
2: faced much resistance from No, them. I mean it's, it's the changed, initial yeah. e- explanation of yeah what this what value this is going to bring. I, I and it
1: depends. Yeah, it depends on the venues.
3: I think when when we first launched, obviously it was kind of like okay, we're new. Who are these Not kids? We have, yeah. 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 Who, are these kids? Who are they? But now it's reached a point where we're getting requests weekly from random restaurants and we have to turn them down just because okay. we have one of our loyal uh, venue partners right next door or okay. simply
1: the concept doesn't work there you know yeah. so we really try to make sure that the spaces are conducive spaces for working okay. so it can't just be any random coffee shop you know it needs to have you know things like strong Wi-Fi it needs yeah. to be nice and quiet they need to have plugs they need to have good parking facilities as well good coffee, good coffee for yeah. sure yeah. Um, they need to be in you know areas where people actually need one as opposed to in the middle of nowhere so mm. we're really trying to cater to you know every single corner of Dubai where there are people might be needing to a space to work with work at um, some locations some areas like downtown like Omar said we have multiple spaces you know because so there's such a demand more, so yeah. we'd sign on more spaces just okay. to sort of you know get as much and as many given people as many options as possible okay. um, and then other places we just have one or two
2: okay um, do the venues also pay you uh, like, mm. your monetization is strictly through memberships and... Yeah,
1: so we make money through our membership and um, we basically partner with venues and they basically benefit from the revenue uh, and the footfall, the and the footfall that they benefit okay. from.
2: Okay, yeah. but there's no venue that's paying to be a premium no, venue no, no, or no, anything no, like no, that. No, no, okay. no, Okay, okay.
1: It's free to be part of that. Work, yeah.
2: Okay, and what, what do you think has been the biggest mistake so far in this journey? Because we're all about honest conversations, mm-hmm. so biggest, well, multiple mistakes.
1: It's, it's difficult to see what the biggest one was. Mm. I mean, we make mistakes every single day, whether it's accidentally spending, you know, a silly amount of money on Facebook advertising. Advert- or <laughs> changing the Google Ads. I got calls from... Uh-
3: I don't know what I did with the Google oh, yeah. ads. I, I
1: I got frustrated one day. I was
3: like, Why aren't we number one on Google? Can we try? So I added more. Yeah, yeah, Added more budget and clicked recommended by Google, and they just kind of put as many words. Mm. And the whole day we were getting calls from people doing McDonald's deliveries and all oh, this stuff. Oh no! Yeah. So it's just random. Or money or because because like
1: because our, our our keywords were work, for example. So people applying for jobs with us as well. Oh. We're like, no no no! Oh we're not hiring. <laughs> we're offering workspaces, oh not jobs. Yeah. So I think that's like a that's a you know general mistake or yeah I mean I mean we make mistakes all the time and it's just you know making sure that they you know you you make learn those mistakes qu- you learn from them and you you know react to them quickly and you make sure you don't lose too much money, money? from them as yeah. well you know so yeah.
3: recently um, our app um, we had to renew a license for some, oh some God, uh, yeah. SSL certificate Oh yeah. and just by chance this happened when Hamza and I said okay let's just take two hours just like close laptops let's just relax and have lunch Check our phones. Seventeen missed calls each. And oh yeah. my God! Customers this is from the venues. team. The
1: customers, venues, venues couldn't. Saying
3: do. the app. Shut down completely. Oh it basically broke <laughs> for two hours. Oh my! Yeah. God. But then from that, it, we got a lot of good response because uh, Hamza thought of a notification. He's like, "Sorry, the app took a siesta, but we're all back online." Yeah. <laughs> Which was really cool. Everyone's yeah. like, like, "I got, I got messages everyone, like, oh, this is really cool. Like, no, yeah. no other yeah. app does this.'" And know? I yeah. think it sort
1: of like gave us like a bit of an ego boost because then we realized, wait, so many people actually you know use care. Let's Work and care yeah. that I can't check into a location and yeah. you know you're, everyone's like panicking and freaking out and stuff. Yeah. So if anything, it was like a, it, it felt good because it meant you know people actually use it and actually yeah. rely on it and that's yeah. you know that's great for realizing what your customer stickiness as well. Okay, great,
2: awesome. So, yeah. so how does the app work?
3: Very simple, you sign up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do Google or Facebook or just an email. From that, you can pick the location that you want to work at and you buy a package based on your frequency. Mm-hmm. Once you're there in the location, you just click the let's work button and then from that, the staff at the space, they are, they're are—they're kind of our community managers. They'll be able to verify that you're a valid member and then you get all the benefits.
2: Okay, but I can choose any location. Exactly. Let's Work so website.
1: you just download the app, sign up as a user, purchase a package and then just check into a location that's nearest to you mm-hmm. and then the then the location gets notified that yep, yeah, Mamta's checked in and she's a Let's Work member and she mm-hmm. can avail the benefits okay. and then yeah, you have a space to work from for the rest of the day and okay, then great. rinse and repeat
2: <laughs> okay amazing well they also have a spin the wheel as part of their booth uh, and I did spin it oh, what and do you get? usually I don't win anything oh, but yeah. I won a monthly pass did you? Yeah. Oh, good. so the next time when we have you on the show for a longer episode maybe potentially uh, from one of the Let's Work venues i'll yes. tell you how my experience has been using for it for sure so what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs um and founders from your whole experience from both of us one, or each, so one, each? One, each, yeah. one each, so
3: mine is usually just kind of like just start something very simple don't don't overcomplicate it don't mm. over plan mm-hmm. just verify the concept when we first did this it was 20 people in one location where we literally went around the table and said would you guys be willing to pay a monthly membership and get free tea and coffee at this space and we'll set up our own Wi-Fi network. And even that, we said pay to the hotel, not, Mm. so the hotel was taking the money and it was just to to verify the concept. And from there it was enough, you know, from 20 to 13,000 now. I think that's just important. A lot of people end up putting too much investment in the website. uh, gone as the marketing to begin with we need this we need to hire X amount the of branding. people the branding we yeah.
1: changed our line. branding brand guidelines about 11 times okay. thanks to me because I can't make up my mind But okay um, that's why you smooth. should it's work like with, with yellow
2: it wouldn't change yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my uh, branding uh, and digital company yeah. I think
1: my I think for me the my, my key advice would be people so find the right co-founder mm. so find someone who oh, has oh he's you yeah, yeah, a compliment oh, oh, yeah. no 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 or he found me <laughs> um, no find okay. the right co-founder whether it's you know someone with complementary skills to you come on with a complementary mindset to you find the right team members as well so you know w- you know start with interns for sure we've always had um interns join us first and then they've all like you know the ones who you know that's wanted wonderful. to stick around that's one of them there yeah. um you know they join us full-time so so thomas and daria they join us full-time after that and we've constantly you know you know uh, having new interns join us and you know uh, do that but i think the key is just to find the right people who are dedicated who are who are you know hard workers um and and yeah some and finding that right culture for it as well, because I mm. think it's it's the, it's the team that's behind the product sometimes that really makes and breaks it. You can have a fantastic product, but if you don't have a good team, mm. and if you don't have enough of them, I think yeah. that's one thing as well. Like a lot of the time we'd be focusing on, um, like Omar and I were, for example, at one point, and at multiple points as well, where you know we'd actually just be doing operational stuff from day to day, and then we realized, wait, we're not actually growing the business. We're yeah. actually just doing, you know, we're actually running errands and doing that, when we realized that, hey, we need to actually hire more people um, so that they can take over those operational things, and we can, you know, continue Focus with strategy, the business, strategy, yeah. and business development and growth. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So finding the right people and finding enough of them as well.
2: This. yeah i think it's important to make that shift of becoming employees in your own business to business owners yeah yeah and, and we're learning really from that yeah i mean know.
1: i think now more and more i think our day-to-day role is turning from turning into sort of managing people as well mm. and you know managing people and you know making sure that you know we're all doing you know the what our what are, what we're meant to be doing and you know managing focus tasks on focus on growth yeah um and yeah
2: Yeah. Okay. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Omar and Hamza, for being on the show and enjoy the rest of the event. Thank you, guys. so much. See you soon. See you. Bye.
0: So, Hamza, um, so since COVID hit, uh, I guess you guys (laughs) had to change uh, your business model a little bit. And uh, it's affected Um, almost everybody. But uh, how is it? It has.
1: Yeah. I think anyone except for people who are making PPE or or masks and uh, hand (laughs) sanitizers pretty much affected everyone but okay. and it's interesting just looking back at that um that that um that shot of us at um, step conference that was literally the, our peak month you know when we thought mm-hmm. nothing could stop us we were right. in the middle of all the action at step conference it was mid-february and uh, and then lo and behold a month later things basically came crashing down for many people but right. um but yeah i think um i think yeah we we basically had to um shut shop for about um about six weeks so um, all of our spaces were closed down due to like a lockdown about mid, mid-March mid and we paused everyone's memberships and um, we finally reopened our spaces. I think we only reopened out of out of the 40 spaces we had at the time or 45 at the time. I think we reopened with about five and then slowly, slowly we sort of crept back to normal uh, over the last few, you know, four to five months. So yeah, I think um, we're pretty much back to sort of pre-COVID levels. Say say January time, which was really good. Um, I great. think the most exciting yeah is what, what what's quite exciting is that I mean, if you think about it, this whole sort of COVID episode has made everyone just realize that you know you don't really need an office, and and what it's done is is actually. Um, expanded or you know, widened the pie in which you know people that 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 is our sort of our target market and demographic. So people who are currently working from home, um, people who but don't but don't really want to work from home. What we're trying to message that we're trying to push over the next sort of couple of weeks and months is you know, work from home doesn't mean you work you work always has to be from home. It can be from anywhere you want. So work from home is actually work from anywhere. So um, so yeah,
0: right. So uh, how difficult was it? For you guys to like how quickly did you have to stop your subscription was there any technological issues that you guys ran into to do that since i'm guessing you weren't prepared for something like that or yeah
1: i mean um so yeah we just had to we didn't have any sort of um, technical sort of element to allow people to freeze their memberships but what we what, what we ended up doing was or i think it was around march 15th when we sent out an email to everyone saying hey everyone um you know our um things are you know Things are getting a bit dramatic now, and if you know if you're too scared to, to go visit our spaces, um, just message us. And this this is about 550 uh, regular, every single day paying customers who were checking into our spaces. So imagine 550 people emailing them and telling them, hey, if you're too scared, um, we're gonna start you know freezing our memberships, and we'd be happy to do that. And mm-hmm. I think about 50 50 to 100 responded straight away saying, yeah, can you please freeze my membership? And then about five days later um all of our spaces shut down so we had to we had to basically freeze everyone and it's and it's interesting because um we then spent the next sort of 6 weeks like everyone did just staying at home we were doing daily zoom calls with the team just to get everyone on the same page as to what we need to do if anything it actually allowed us to, to catch up on a lot of like backlog of work that we had over the last few months which we didn't really have to have to get we we which we didn't really have the chance to get to so things like finances things like you know tracking down those expenses and those receipts that we that we lost for the last you know six months and figuring out what exactly we were doing and you know even realigning as well and strategizing us to, you know obviously there's going to be a you know, new normal when we come out of this. So, what is that new normal going to look like, and how could we best either pivot the business um, if it's going to be significantly different to what it was before, or just you know readjust it and maybe you know start focusing on different products and services, which become which will probably become a little more a bit, little bit more relevant um, in the future. So, okay. um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, financially, I mean, we had to sort of you know put everyone on a on a on a three day work week, which we thought was probably the easiest thing easiest thing to do to you know to continue operations without disrupting it too much and um but yeah i think we we managed to have enough cash flow to stay afloat i think the key was at that time in that you know that incredibly difficult period for most companies in april and in march april and may was to just you know keep that cash flow alive and somehow um you know keep keep things afloat and just get through that little thing until june and then summer hit and then just you know get through june july and august and then now finally we're in september where i think that the general set sort of business conditions have improved significantly. I think everyone's a little bit more confident, well, definitely a lot more confident in everything in, in, in you know, the, 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 future. And also, people are a lot more comfortable, obviously, leaving their homes as well. So, right. um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. So, for listeners from other places, not Dubai, Dubai is kind of opened up uh, recently. I'd say for the last two months, things have been uh, open. There are no more restrictions on where you can go or how many people. Uh, Can be together at the same time. There are certain limits on restaurants and things like that, where how many people are allowed to occupy that space or like how much distance people need to maintain. But for the most part, it's pretty normal now. Uh, right? Pretty uh, much.
1: I'd say I totally agreed. I think pretty much about three quarters of the way normal. I think the only thing that's missing is probably just large gatherings, obviously. So events yeah. and exhibitions um, and weddings and stuff, I think that's missing. And I think, you know, mosques are closed on Friday prayers, which is the most busy time time yeah. of the week for them. But other than that, we're pretty much back to normal. And I think slowly, slowly, I mean, even in terms of our venues, about. 80, 90% of them are, are back live. I think, oh, unfortunately, we lost some venues because they just simply couldn't sustain themselves. They're already struggling to begin with and they just couldn't sustain themselves um, after mm. that major hiccup. And then, um, but in any case, you know, everyone else is pretty much opening soon and we have some new venues. We have some, we've signed on a lot of new venues in the last month as well. I think um, what's most, what's interesting is just how the UAE managed to deal with this whole COVID episode. I mean, I think globally, if you look at it, I think the country is probably one of the best jobs around to basically, you know, get their act together, quickly figure out what is going on, close the borders, uh, make sure, you know, they, they sort of isolate everyone that does catch it and, um, and you know, deal with all these cases very quickly. I mean, yeah. we have developed a bit of a second sort of wave over the last week or so. Yeah. Um, where things have gone up a little bit, but I mean that's only expected because you know schools have opened um, Borders are yeah. fully open now as well and emirates, you know bringing in people from all around the world So, um, so yeah, I mean that's expected But I think now I think everyone's come to the realization that we're just gonna have to live with it And there's nothing we can really do about it I I highly doubt it's gonna bring come down come down to zero anytime soon at all if, if, if it does even but yeah. Um, But yeah, we're just gonna have to live with it
0: Yeah so uh, can you tell me some ways in which Let's Work has pivoted since COVID? Uh, have you guys made any changes to your platform or to your processes yeah. or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So basically, there's I think there are about three main ways that we sort of um, took this, um, that we pivoted or, you know, restructured our business or our, 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 our app. Um, so number one was we, we got the time to basically give our app a bit, a bit, or our company basically a bit of a makeover. Um, so, you know, completely got down to business in terms of our branding and our brand guidelines and everything because it was, it was a bit all over the place and we never really had anything concrete in place. So um, so we worked on that and we basically implemented a whole new look across our website and our app. And, and we have a new website coming up soon as well. So that was the most exciting thing for me. Um, second was, um, was also realizing that a lot of people are gonna be wanting um, you know, more isolation perhaps and, and a lot more privacy once things do open up. So one thing which was quite exciting that we did and, we, and we're still doing, but we launched it in May, which actually got a lot of media attention was, um, well, so, so basically for people who don't know or didn't quite catch it from um, from that, you know, brief in the step conference, we're an app that allows you to work from hotels and cafes across the country. So we partner with all these great spaces, which aren't traditional workspaces. And we basically, can, you can, and we basically offer them to you as members, either on a day pass, a week pass, a month pass, or a three month. Past, to come and work from those spaces during the day and use that essentially as your office. So instead of you going to, you know, uh, you know Starbucks or Costa Coffee and, you know, having, a, having an average of experience there, or instead of you working from home or instead of you working from an office, you can come and work from our spaces instead. Okay. So, um, so, I mean, our, the Rove Hotels, for example, were our first um, venue partners when we launched about two years ago and um and what we saw and once we came out of the lockdown was they were all at about you know 30 40 30 40 occupancy at the time obviously because there are no tourists
2: mm-hmm. so we
1: spoke to the we spoke to the directors at robe and we said hey you know is there any way we could um you know make use of the rooms which are you know sitting empty um and why don't we actually convert them into individual, you know, single occupancy offices for the day. So instead of people staying overnight, they can actually, you know, make the most of, you know, isolation and social distancing, and they can actually escape from working from home. If, you know, they don't have the right infrastructure to work from home, or if they're, you know, too, if they have the kids, the kids are driving them crazy at home, or if your partner yeah. is driving you crazy, or if you just want to get away from things. And that actually proved to be really successful. And we had a lot, a lot of bookings um, that came for that and are still coming to this day. Um, obviously, I think people are you know fine with shared workspaces now but um there's still a lot of people who um who like to have that extra privacy as well and have like mm-hmm. to be in complete solitude so, um, we've rolled we rolled that across all the um, all the road hotels which was really good and then the third one was basically working on new products um, and services within the app so now not only can you um, buy a membership to work from one of our shared spaces um, but you can also um, book um, book meeting rooms instantly um, at what some of our hotel partners across the country and we are now partnering with um, business centers and other co-working spaces which you can uh, buy uh, because you can rent a private office at as well.
0: Oh, that's very cool. So you guys so did these three things, basically. Yeah. We, we
1: did, we did. So we did all these three things um, over over the last sort of four or five months. They were always in the plan, and we have a lot of new things coming up as well um, in the next few months because you know we realized that you know we, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. Um, some plans that we had, um, you know, which were you know in, in the near future, we've you know moved them you know to the side because it's not our priority right now. And other mm-hmm. plans which we had in the future, we brought them forward and think you know actually if this might be a good idea, it's something to launch, something now. So stay tuned okay.
0: <laughs> that's cool so uh do you think you've had any uh, there's been any positive impact from uh this whole situation for you guys
1: yeah so like i said i mean before our bread and butter customer our typical customer used to be you know your individuals your freelancers your uh, your entrepreneurs who were just starting out in your small teams of twos and threes but what we've now seen is is that because so many large companies um, and they're, they're, because their offices are still closed either for the next few months or maybe even, you know, long term or even permanently, or a lot of companies have even taken the stance of doing like a, you know, a three day come into the office or two day come into the office and work from home the rest of the day, this sort of like this flexible sort of thing. So that's actually been really positive for us because now we like a lot of our customers are actually large you know, are, are come in bulk. So these are pe- these are employees of large corporations, whether they're you know your consultancies like PwC and McKinsey and Bain, or they're you know employees of large companies like. I don't know, Nestle or Johnson & Johnson or Mars Chocolates and stuff, all these FMCG companies who globally, as part of their global plan for offices, they've said, actually, we're not going to go back to the office come September. So um, all these guys, um, even though officially their company doesn't, you know, endorse, you know, for or against anything, these employees, you know, instead of them, you know, working from home, they thought, you know, I'm happy to meet my colleagues for a few hours in the day instead of having, (laughs) a lot of people have Zoom fatigue as well. So instead of, you know, continuing with meetings and calls on Zoom, why don't we just meet for a coffee? And meet over meet meet at some of these let's work spaces instead, and meet halfway between uh, our homes.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I've seen that impact as well. Like uh, I have a few friends who are business owners, entrepreneurs who have teams of two, three hundred people working in the office. Mm -hmm. And what they noticed during this whole lockdown phase is that operations continued smoothly during the whole Mm -hmm. phase remotely, and uh, and they see a lot of value in uh, allowing their employees to work from home some of the time, like 30, 40, 50%, yeah. which, uh, you know, first of all, they can have less office space, less resources required, like mm-hmm. a smaller footprint in the office itself, save on rent and things like that. As well as uh, he, they, a lot of them saw a positive uh, outcome as well in their attitude and stuff. You know, they were happier to work from home, yeah, timings, things like that. And productivity didn't really stop. So I, I foresee that a lot more companies are going to allow, you know, now it's kind of, it's been tested now people yeah. can work from home and they will work from home. So, uh, you know, if they can, exactly. then I think companies will start letting employees work remotely a lot more now, which I think would be beneficial. For sure. I think,
1: I I think it was like a it was a trend that was gonna come in about you know one or two or three years anyway it was something that was pretty pretty re- rele- uh, pretty prevalent um elsewhere in the world but it hadn't really come into the UAE or the or the or the region much because I don't know we just had a bit of a more traditional culture people were a, bit, a little bit more old school. But I think, I mean, same way how things like e-commerce or digital payments and stuff have like all this growth that was projected for the next two years has essentially happened in like two weeks, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's the most exciting thing because it's because what COVID has done is it's accelerated so many changes that were coming, um, like essentially and it had made them happen overnight, basically.
0: So, uh, okay, let's talk about uh, your team during this time. How has it been working internally with all the restrictions and things like that? Yeah.
1: So working as a team was obviously difficult to begin with. And I think I think that there was this one point in April when even I myself was like very um, just kind of over it, basically. And I was like, you know, this is the end of the world. We're never going to get out of it. You know, this is it. This is it are we going to shut down operations. So I think mentally it did have a massive impact on both you know founders as well as you know employees but but I think yeah. the key was was just keeping up team morale and just keeping making sure that you know that communication was was still there between the team. Um, I yeah. think since since everything opened up, you know, we've done a lot of team building as well. Um yeah. well at least you know whatever wherever we could, we tried to do as many you know team team building sort of exercises and stuff where, wherever possible with the with the resources available possible which which, which with whatever resources that are available around us as well, mm-hmm. so um, so that's been great. And I think looking forward as well, I think it's it's an exciting time. And I think we, you know we we even you know said this to the team that some of the world's greatest companies have come out of you know distressful times, and yeah. you know innovation comes out of comes out of you know demand and comes out of you know demand that that needs to be met very quickly. so uh, if anything i think this has tested a lot of businesses in terms of their sustainability so the ones that you know didn't make it through this yet i think um they they probably need to you know rethink some of their strategy the ones that did make it through you know they need to look back and think you know what worked and what made us make it through and how can we continue you know challenging ourselves and also innovating to make sure that you know we continue um growing in the future i think um what's most exciting is just you know for us as well just just realizing that the world can you know really change overnight you know covid has proven that you know whatever <laughs> like no matter how much you plan like things can go out the window with, with, yeah. with the with the with the click of a button basically so um or or with a bite of a bat or, <laughs> or whatever right. um but um but yeah i think i think looking in looking into the future you know just thinking about what the future of office space, for example, looks like. I mm-hmm. think it's really interesting because as, as you said, for example, as well, with your with your friend who had this your, who, or your friends who have offices which are, you know, five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand square feet. Like, do you really need a massive headquarters for everyone? Yeah. Um, you know, do we do we do we instead need to, you know, like, you know, take you know, think, think of all as as office space is more of like a bit of a hub, which, you know, which is open for people to come in and go out and, you know, use whenever they want. Um, And even in terms of, you know, a company culture, like maybe it's about time we start just giving employees the the choice as to where they want to work from and when they want to work from and how they want to work from. In the middle, for example, I had to head home for a family emergency. I went to the UK and, um, and yeah, I, we, we, you know, we made it work. I think if, if COVID hadn't happened and we were new to this whole remote working thing, I don't Mm -hmm. think it would have been possible but i think now it's made us realize that you know you can really work from anywhere and i'm not saying you know everyone start you know move to bali and become you know become a become a digital nomad and you know start you know doing that because obviously things like time difference and stuff and i think you definitely need human contact but yeah. um, just thinking about how you know com- company culture and offices are gonna are gonna change i think one key thing also is to remember that you know the reason why Um, we stayed productive and we stayed we continued working quite you know well with each other even though it was all online was because we had you know pre-existing relationships with people so i think one challenge for example with with remote working would be how do you onboard um, new people while we're remote working you know how do i how do i you know, groom talent, you know, fresh grads, for example, how do I have, like a lot of the, a lot of the time you learn from you learn from just like osmosis by being around your coworkers and by being around your boss, or you learn a lot about people and you build relationships with them, you know, by the water cooler, or by getting a coffee downstairs together and stuff. So I think yeah. I don't think remote working or zoom has solved that problem. So yeah. I think um, it's 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 interesting to see how you know, people will come up with softwares or ideas that we can overcome that events yeah. you know, networking, how are you meant to network? in 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 in, in this in in like in in a a digital only world, you know, you definitely need some sort of human element.
0: Yeah. Did you see uh, how step conference did their digital event this year or this time? A few weeks We ago? did.
1: Uh, yeah, we saw that. It was, I think it was like, yeah, it was last week, wasn't it? I mean, we did sort of spread the word about it because Step have been a very valuable partner of ours over the last one or two years. And mm-hmm. I think we did, some of us did attend some of their fireside chats that they had. But yeah. I think, you know, like, like anything, I think doing a conference um, fully digital um, is very difficult. And it's definitely an uphill it's battle really because difficult. It's, 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 yeah, it's tough. And also how do you generate, you know, much revenue from it? Because the thing is, is what's interesting about like COVID is, you know, there is a, there is a, there is a Zoom call or a webinar about, Everything over the last six months. So things that were happening in, you know, the States, you know, these interesting, these awesome, you know, discussions that were happening in Silicon Valley or in London or or Hong Kong and stuff, everyone had access to them suddenly, right? So I think it became even more difficult for organizers of conferences like STEP to to really put a price on something, which is is basically available for free um, as well. So um, I think looking forward for events, for example, like STEP, I definitely think that, you know, there is massive value in, in, in there being a conference in person, obviously yeah. with, with the right safety precautions and everything in place. And I think events, for example, will definitely have a digital element to them where, you know, you can have like an in-person ticket, say for for a $100 um, for the whole weekend, but then you can have a digital ticket, you know, as well like for about you know, $20 yeah. so you can use exactly to, yeah. to attend you know to attend these webinars and stuff so there probably there will be a digital um, element to them to cater to a wider audience but yeah i think a digital only events would, would be very difficult to justify yeah. a, a i think
0: part of the the fun of an event is to see the spectacle and the uh, people and meet the people and yeah. communicate and network so it's, exactly, it's a tough thing as yeah. much as
1: Exactly. And as much as the content, I think you're selling the experience, right? The experience of going there in person, all these crazy booths, these competitions that are happening, you know, jumping in and out of, you know, interesting chats that are happening in different tents, bumping into people randomly. I think, you know, I think that that sort of experience is extremely difficult or nearly impossible to replicate or or do better um, digitally, for sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah, cool. Have you guys looked at fundraising during this time at all? Or...
1: We have, I think, like everyone, <laughs> if, if you didn't run out of money, uh, then I want to know what you're doing because I want to do the same. But, uh, but no, yeah, we are, we are currently looking um, at different opportunities available to us. Okay. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, some, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conversation that we're having right now and we're looking into for the next um, quarter probably. Um, so let's see how that goes.
0: And I'm curious, uh, how have you know, investors been responding to you? this time?
1: I think very very open. I think what's what's interesting is is something is is the fact that our business is completely asset light. So mm-hmm. you know I'm sure you know you and a lot of the listeners have probably heard of you know work story over the last one year where you know they're doing great and then they had their failed IPO and then their valuation sort of plummeted and then they had all these changes in the business with you know thousands of people being laid off. So I think what's what's and you know it was only and it was only worsened by COVID as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Because then you know you have massive cash flow issues with you know what you have to pay your landlord, and then what you what the money that you have coming in from tenants. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think what's been what's what's been great about us is that it's it's basically basically proven that you know you need some sort of um, asset like element to it, or you need to be smart in the way your business model operates. Um, yeah. And you know, definitely in a, in a format like WeWork's, where it's you know a full rental, full you know rental and subleasing, sort of concept probably is not very sustainable in the long term. I think what's what's cool with co-working is that we've seen some, like, not not our equivalents, but some, you know, co-working giants like um, industrious or notel for example in the states who've now moved to full management agreements so mm-hmm. what they do now is in terms of co-working spaces in terms of physical co-working spaces is that instead of them renting you know x thousand square feet from a, from a landlord and then subleasing you know smaller you know rooms and and, and hot desks and stuff to to customers like me and you mm-hmm. um what they what they have done is 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 look at management agreements in the form of you know just like how hotels operate so you know the marriott Marquee in Business Bay, for example, isn't actually owned by Marriott, Marriott, is it? It's actually owned by an individual landlord and then they enter into a hotel management agreement with Marriott to manage the hotel. So that's something that Industrious, yeah, exactly to to manage and operate it. And that's exactly what, you know, um, companies like Industrious um, are doing. So I think that's probably a long, probably a more sustainable way and a leaner way to, to do business in the co-working sector. And I wouldn't be surprised if everyone follows suit to that as well.
0: Have you guys been uh, doing a lot of customer acquisition during this time, trying to recruit more customers to your platform?
1: So, yeah, like I said, you know, we had those sort of 550 uh, membership plans that we had to put on pause. It was actually surprising that, you know, quite a large chunk of them still did not, um, you know, reactivate their membership so we essentially had to you know ask them like you know what what is going on you know how come you're not back in our spaces? and i think there is a significant amount of people who still aren't comfortable to leave their homes so Mm -hmm. um so yeah but i mean but i mean you know we have this whole new segment of customers these corporate users who are more than happy to, to to work from our spaces and you know they they're you know they still have their jobs and stuff so they're not having sort of you know cash flow issues so I think what's exciting is that, you know, there's a whole new um, demographic of people that we can really acquire. And um, and yeah, we're, we've been actively, you know, we've switched on all of our Facebook ads and Google ads and everything finally and back in mm-hmm. August as well. So uh, Facebook okay. would be glad to know about that. But yeah, <laughs> we're, we're looking to, we're looking to inquire new, acquire new customers as well possible.
0: Yeah, so even for HR car, we had to, we had a similar situation. We had to shut down. Yeah,
1: how was it with you guys? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so during... Uh, during March, we pretty much shut down operations. um, Mm -hmm. And then we waited for about three months and we have restarted. Mm -hmm. But um, now we're seeing that the segment that we're catering to before our segment was mostly, we do a lot of uh, higher end car rentals for tourists. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, we'd have a continuous churn of customers, but um, you know, they, they'd make large purchases. But now yeah. it seems like uh, now there's no more tourists coming over here, but the number of mm. people who are renting cars is increased locally. And I think oh, it might really? be because yeah. And I think it might be because people are uh, fearful of uh, taking taxis. So if they really? have a driving license or a Kareem or whatever. So we are, uh, you know, like we're, we're, we're taking a little bit of that market where um, people who would have otherwise taken a cream to work every day now are driving themselves and maybe finding it more affordable as well.
1: Yeah. And I guess from you, for you that that's actually really cool. And I think but what's what's dangerous is that you know you have all these massive car car dealerships, for example, who are now offering crazy, you know, yeah. crazy deals and and stuff. But I think for you it's just the flexibility you offer. So I guess just, Yeah, we are you know, a similar offer. business
0: model, right? We're asset-like. Yeah, so uh, exactly. unfortunately a lot of the car rental companies over here are suffering because they are, you know, they have a lot they of They own you know hundreds
1: with, of cars in their fleet. Exactly.
0: Yeah but it's been it's definitely been a tough time for us as well, and uh just this yeah. month we were looking to restart all our customer acquisition strategy mm-hmm. and all that, yeah, uh, yeah, because things do seem to be picking back up again, you know we we are noticing more traffic coming to our site now as well, so mm-hmm. yeah, we're just looking to and we're also looking to you know slightly shift our business model because what exactly. we, were, we have to adapt i think uh in order to survive, so. Let's see yeah. how it goes. I think
1: if you just just think about it as like, you know, demand hasn't gone down to zero. It's just yeah. demand has just changed to something else. So it's yeah. it's your job as a business owner to figure out what that demand, what that new demand is um, okay. and, you know, cater to that demand and also just plan as to what, you know, demand in the future, what trends are pointing towards. And then, yeah. you know, make sure that, you know, you're always at the, at, at the, at the, at the top of your game and, you know, are actually. I've, I've, it's crazy because, you know, you, this whole thing about thought leaders and, you know, taking part in webinars and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to understand what, you know, the bigger, the, the, the bigger, fish and stuff are doing. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of value in it, but at the same time, if you're, a, if you're a, like a founder of your own business and it's quite a niche business, for example, I think a lot of the time it's actually you who is, who's a thought leader. It's actually <laughs> you who can actually dictate who, what the demand could be and should be. And for yes. you to essentially offer the supply to it. So I think, I mean, as a, like a fellow founder to you as well. I, mean, I, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I, I hope that, you know, we can make it through this and, you know, ended up, you know, building an even more successful product and business than, than what was before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hamza. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your stories. Um, we're going to leave links to let's work in the description below of this podcast. You guys can go check them out. Uh, their website is, what's your website again? Let's work wwwlet's work.io
1: no, io. Io, yeah it's okay. a trendy tech startup domain <laughs> if for people who don't have or can't afford com <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's let's work.io. go check them out these guys have a really cool service uh, if you are stuck at home working from home this is a good option to you know go have a nice space to work out of. With some good internet and free coffee, so I leave links in the description below. Make sure you guys go check them out, and thank you for listening. And keep on hustling. Bye. Thank you, sir. Take care.
1: All
0: right.